the OTB Podcast Network. I signed for them after the Euros and after my first day's training on a driving home, I was actually thinking, regretting it, what have I done? Like I walked into a circus. It's amazing, isn't it? Liverpool and Real Madrid will both try to sign France striker Kylian Mbappe from Paris Saint-Germain next summer. Pretty fanciful and far off next summer, obviously. But is this where Liverpool are headed? Will they become a destination for the world's very best player? Uh, no. I think he's going to end up at Real Madrid. He wants, like, he's, he's always talked about Real Madrid as his dream move. And he's flirted with Liverpool and he said nice things about them. And he's been asked about Jurgen Klopp and, yeah, great manager. And he talked about, he did an interview earlier in the year at the time Liverpool were unbeaten in the league and he said they're so impressive they're a machine they just keep winning obviously Mbappe has played against Liverpool as well he's he scored at Anfield he's, he, you know, he's played at Anfield he knows what it's all about but in terms of the way you'd have to finance this deal Liverpool missed out on Timo Werner because they couldn't match the, the finances of Chelsea in terms of how Chelsea had more cash up front Liverpool are after signing a couple of players now where they give a little bit of money and obviously it's paid in instalments which is usually the way transfers work but obviously the more cash you can offer a club up front that puts you in a stronger position and I'd imagine if PSG are going to lose Kylian Mbappe they would want as much cash up front now next summer he's only going to have a year left in his contract it doesn't look like he's going to sign the new deal with PSG no very interesting you should be mortgaging the house to try and get Mbappe right Crystal Palace have angrily denied making a £25 million offer for Liverpool and England under 21 striker Rian Brewster who's only 20 uh, why not Liverpool just loan him out because if they sell him they obviously get money and if he's really good there'll be a buyback clause I would imagine they would put a buyback clause or first refusal in, in the contract so if he is really all that they'll get to see him in the Premier League and they'll say right you know what he, he's proved us. So they uh, want the money and they also want the opportunity to buy him back. Yeah. As opposed to just uh, loaning him out. If they loan him out and he's, he's, um, he doesn't really work out, there's, no, there's nobody coming in looking for him next summer, then they won't get cash for him. But this is a guy that has, hasn't played in the Premier League and they could be getting more than 20 million for him. And he, he needs to get out, I think. He needs to play first team football. He's 20. He's looking at his former teammates, the likes of Phil Foden and Jaden Sancho, who are on that under-17 World Cup winning team with England who Jadon Sancho is a superstar now obviously Phil Foden is now starting games for Manchester City and Brewster was a star on that team he was he won the golden boot in that tournament he he was meant to be the next big thing he just had how do you break into the front three of Liverpool it's just so difficult so if he was to go somewhere like Crystal Palace I know Sheffield United had been mentioned but they were more looking at a loan deal whereas if Palace I know the chairman Steve Parrish has said he kind of rubbished those reports that were on uh, on Sky yesterday but if Palace are willing to pay money then Liverpool are going to take it Okay to Manchester United uh, there's a series of names here that they have been linked with are close to or inquired about Porter left back Alex Tellez hopeful of sealing a move to Manchester United but the clubs have yet to agree a fee there's also been a shift in United's intent after the defeat to Crystal Palace, as in they realised that they really need um, him. Uh, also interested in RB Leipzig and France defender Upa Meccano. We've heard this consistently. The money might be too much at the moment, but maybe it's time to panic. And also, apparently over the summer, they made an inquiry for Dominic Calvert-Lewin. 
but they were put off by the 80 million valuation, which, you know, looks cheap after any man who can score a goal with his shoulder slash back. I mean, how, how do you mark that? I don't know. Uh, are Manchester United primed to do some panic buying? Any of these going to arrive, Phil? Um, I think Tellez looks like it could get done. I've thought for a couple of seasons that United do need a left back and a left back that can get up and down. That's what you need in the modern game. And they have obviously Juan Basaka on the other side of the pitch who the strength of his game is defending. So, you know, you need at least one left back that's going to be able to get up and down and give you that outlet because what we saw the other day against Crystal Palace again is a well-organised team that sits deep. United struggled to break them down. This is what Bruno Fernandes was brought in for and... But Palace were so well organised. We know Roy Hodgson drills his team in, in terms of the training and how, how they have to sit in. But Luke Shaw's injury record, um, he's just not going to get up and down that pitch the way you want. If you look at the best left-backs in world football, I'm not saying Alex Tellez is the best left-back in world football, but he certainly would be an upgrade there. And a guy that has an eye for a goal does take penalties if Bruno's ever off the pitch. But... He also sets up goals as well, and that's something Luke Shaw hasn't really got in his game. And with the injury record, the problem with United, obviously, is we've talked, we've been talking about this all summer about getting deals done. They haven't done it, and they had an extra week. You you would have thought that if they could hit the ground running and look fresh, but they looked anything but. And we know at United just the, the size of the club. One bad result, and things just change the. Just everything becomes so negative. Saying that, though, when you expect... I think back to the Burnley game last season when they lost at Old Trafford. They had just lost to Liverpool at Anfield. I don't think many people thought Solskjaer would see the season out. No, and then they, they went, turned around. They went unbeaten. They finished third, and you think, right, he's done his, he's done his bit. He's got you back into the Champions League now. You've yeah. got to back him, and they haven't. No, they haven't, not, not properly. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, Wilfred Zaha, who... This time, three weeks ago, I suspect you would have been able to get at a bargain price because people kind of thought his his moment had come and gone. And then all of a sudden, he burst into this season. And uh, now Roy Hodgson is saying it will be hard for the club to keep him if a big money bid comes in. Wink, wink, nod. Come on, everybody. Come on. How much money? Roll up, roll up. The Wilfred Zaha stakes are open. Should any Premier League club be taking a serious look at him now? And who? I think a lot of clubs would love to have him, but I just think they're going to get priced out of it. Very similar to the way Jack Grealish was at Aston Villa, where I know he's since signed his new contract, but it was just going to be a lot of money for somebody to fork out. And Zaha started the season so well, obviously got the winner against Southampton, scored two goals against United. And you look at the signing of Eze, they got the the young man they got in from QPR and you wondered was this guy being brought in maybe you know with a view to replacing Zaha but if you actually have him in the same team as Zaha do we start seeing the best of Zaha again because a lot of teams when they play Palace they just double up on Zaha whereas I feel if he goes to a, a bigger club and there's obviously better players Ooh. around him he'll get more space so Ar- Arsenal was a club that he was always linked with but now Arsenal look like they're they're actually pretty well set in attack and we know that well we hear that they don't have money yet they always seem to find money but they do their deals in that way I was speaking about earlier about instalments that they don't necessarily yeah. have to front up the cash but back to United are you, are you th- well 
I don't. I think United's priority. We talked about a left back there. United need a, a centre back, and they could certainly do with one more attacking player. But maybe Zaha doesn't want to go back to United. Okay, so no deal for Zaha. He's going to be a Crystal Palace player at the end of the transfer window. I think so. Yeah. All right. That's your deal or no deal for today. Thanks, Phil. I signed for them after the Euros. And after my first day's training, I was driving home. I was actually thinking, regretting it. What have I done? Like I walked into a circus. It's amazing, isn't it? That was an OTB Podcast Network presentation.